All right, man. Fucking shit. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of In Those Who Trust podcast. My name is Willie Cowart. Again, for our, is this three or four? I think, I think it's three. Three? Week three of uh, Sports Trust Talk. I have, again, my boy Liam in the building. Week, what's up? What's up? What's going on, my guy? Um, first, before I begin, regardless of sports and everything like that, uh, next week we do have a podcast coming out with Roy, and that was recorded before the passing of um, Takeoff. And I want to say recipes Takeoff. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing in the news. I know that's, that's far and none besides um, talking about sports, but I still wanted to mention it because it is something that took me by surprise. And it's at the point now where in the mornings I'm starting not to go on social media like uh, on Instagram. Like now I just go straight to YouTube, just watch YouTube until later in my day because I saw that and I was like, come on, man. So it, it kind of affected me. But if you want to see someone that talks about it pretty uh, in depth, I would say um, take a look at the news we have right now. Um, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders had a lot to say because his team was actually is in, is in Houston and he had some things to say to his team. So, yeah, uh, rest in peace to my guy. And I hope uh, things go. Well. I hate the fact. Have you seen anything that's happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, man, it's a shame. Um, yeah. Obviously, rest in peace. And it. you're right. It's just it's sickening. And it's, uh, you know, one of those things that you're right. I don't want to I don't even want to turn on the news. I don't want to go on my phone. Exactly. I don't. It's just too, it's too many, too often. It's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. 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 I, um, it's so, yeah, it's so weird. Actually, if you want to watch something, if you're someone that's a fan of, of the Migos and in particular of them to Quavo and, um, and, uh, take off, watch the drink champs interview actually on at Ron homecoming on the way back. I just listened to the whole, uh, podcast and that was probably the first podcast where you see him talking and you get to know him in all these years. And like after that podcast, I was like, yo, this is the first time you hear him, like his voice, because he never talks. He's one of the chillest rappers in the game. And, he, and in the interview, he's normally just like there. But that interview, he was talking his shit and he said, give me his flower. It was just, it's crazy to see. Um, it is. Switching topics. We're going to start off with with your guys. We're going to start off with the, we, we got to just keep talking about baseball. We got to start off yeah. with the baseball talk. Um, I give you the floor being as, as your home team. Um, as well, are you actually going to the game tonight? Is what what game is it? Game four. Game four tonight. Uh, game five tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, not. Uh, we tried tried getting a few tickets, but resale right now is like fifteen hundred bucks. So I can get I you tickets to the Sixers game if you want to go. But um, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I got I some saw, few tickets. Uh, I saw Sixers tickets are going for like ten bucks right now, so that doesn't yeah, surprise me. No one's going, so someone got me on like I have mad tickets, and I was like, "Like, you want to go to the game?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I'm not going to Philly tonight." <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's um, no. I mean, well, let's. I mean, let's kick it off. Um, yeah, was sure. very nervous going going into Game Three, and I it, it's something about playing in Philly, man. I mean, they're not only winning these games, but they are they are blowing teams out. They're hitting home runs. They feed off this crowd. You that know, was a I, dog I, I, walk. Yeah. I mean, it was over. The first inning, it was over. It felt like it. Yeah. Um, again, Astros are a phenomenal team. Uh, the, the more this series kind of progressed over the weekend, the Phillies stole game one somehow. Mm -hmm. Game two was a kind of a bump in the road, but it kind of made me think like, okay, shit, 
this Astros team is here for a reason, and they are legitimately a very, very good baseball team. So I was worried going into yesterday. I, I think it was kind of a must win for the Phillies. Yeah. But, I mean, beat them by a touchdown, and yeah. now you, you feel good because you have these next two games at home that you can win this thing in Philly. You won't have to go back to Houston. I don't know if that'll happen. I think we said – I think I had Phillies in six originally. Yeah. Had them going back to Houston. It's just – it's hard for me to believe that this Astros team would just, you know, get swept out. But when you watch that game, I mean, it's it's an incredible atmosphere. And this team, I think, perfectly fits this city. Bryce Harper fits this city. Um, oh you know, God. guys like Kyle Schwarber, man. Like, honestly, like, they have fun. They get rowdy. Yeah. They're just like – like, they're living life. The fans are feeding off of them. They are for sure feeding off the fans. And I think I told you this before, you know, going to a few games, now watching this on TV, like these pitchers you can tell are, are physically rattled. Like you can tell they're they're walking around the mound. They're taking yeah. an extra few deep breaths. Um, I think, you know, I wanted to point out too, I'm sure if, if you've seen, but the big story was the starting pitcher for the Astros tipping his pitches. Yeah. I know I claim my love for Bryce Harper. That is one of the reasons why. The dude is a student of the game. Um, whoa, whoa, were, before we get to that, before I, okay. that, that's what I was going to bring up right okay. now. The question I want to propose to you, mm -hmm. what does this series look like without that addition? Imagine, without that addition, you don't have the tip. You don't have the home run yeah. sending you guys to the World Series. It's just They're like, that's They're what it's there. about, bringing these guys mm -hmm. in. That's what it's about. And, like, I love exactly. that you brought that up, the student of the game. That I can guarantee you he tipped off that 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 hitch that he has. And he was, and, and I and I saw a little further and was kind of keeping tabs. So every yeah. off-speed pitch, his glove would go past his yeah. eye, forehead. Every fastball, he was keeping that thing close to the chest. It's one of these things that you really don't see in Major League Baseball, especially at that stage, because it is so obvious that yeah. you, know, you see everybody on Twitter was talking about it. If we can all figure it out, somebody in that dugout for the Astros had to figure it out. I but tell you, you bring it up, though, that's the atmosphere of Philly. You forget all your mm -hmm. mechanics. You forget what you've been taught all year, what you've been doing all year. That's a new atmosphere. Mechanics right. got the fucking winner. You're just trying to win the pitch, and you, you tip off. Yep. No, you're exactly yeah. right. And, yeah. and, again, Bryce Harper is a tremendous player. He's been dragging Shit. the team. Again, don't get me wrong. The entire team has played. This is my house. Yeah. You need your MVP, your big money guys to step up yeah. in these moments. Yeah. He has been. And it's just to see him in his first at bat, first pitch, launch a two run home run. That place is going crazy. His first thought is let me get back to the dugout and talk to every single person I can. Yeah. Let me talk to every single person and tell them what I saw, tell them to pick it up. Like his mind is just so into this thing. And that's what's exciting to me is that as well as this team is doing at home, as much fun as they have they are still kind of honing it back and having that mentality of it's yeah. not over. Like we no, still need to, we still have a job to do. Yeah. And that is what I like because you see these teams, these young teams make it deep in the playoffs, make it to a championship. And maybe the experience kind of takes over for a team like yeah. the Astros. Yeah. But it's very cool to see the Phillies kind of have all these guys having fun. And at the same time saying to themselves, we still got two more to go before we yeah. can really have a party. And, and I think that I, my biggest takeaway from that game wasn't about the score. It was the ability of ease it looked like to win that game. And the mm. only reason I say that is it saved your bullpen. And yeah. that going into the rest of these games is that's what's going to win you these games. Having uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the um the the, the pitcher that that won the game for you guys in the, in the beginning of the game. 
Um, yeah, Ranger, Ranger Flores. Yeah, exactly. Having him mm-hmm. pitch so many innings, do mm-hmm. so well, save your bullpen, and exceeded expectations of what they thought of him going into this. He was a pickup this season, right? No, so he a little bit of a different road. He's kind of a younger guy. Yeah, he developed into a starting pitcher. I think last year. Um, okay maybe later on the year before that, but he was a yeah. bullpen guy. Like you just yeah. mentioned, like the expectations for him coming in weren't to be just a stone cold, still heartbeat the entire time. Yeah. God, you're yeah. my job. He's been awesome the whole postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I love his swagger. And like, I mean, what was it? His last inning pitching, it was two on base, two outs and, and to battle in that. Any other, I was surprised to see how much trust that the, um, I mean, that the, the manager had in him to, let him fight this ending out. That's a fucking coin flip that I would have been <laughs> shitting bricks because you make that mistake, they go up, now they hit a home run. Like that's that's a that's a what do they say? Like that's a what's called a game. Like the, that 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 moment in a game can change the mm-hmm. the, the trajectory, turning point, turning point in a yeah. game. Yeah. So when I looked at that, I was like, all right, they have some swagger towards him. But my biggest opinion, bullpen. He just saved you guys the bullpen going into this week. And I do love the rain delay. I like that, that that rain delay saved you guys as well. And going into a sense of now you got today's game all Friday, Saturday and Sunday, baby. That's the weekend. Like, this is it. This is yeah. it. It has to go to game seven. If it has to is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the rain delay helped to definitely set up the pitching rotation. That's where the Astros, I mean, you touched on a great point. The Astros bullpen top to bottom is is lights out and yeah. with the Phillies you really have about three guys maybe four maybe that you really really trust so not to have to use those you know two three four guys that you're going to use in these high leverage situations give those arms another day off yeah you're right it's huge and, and going to these next two games you're right they're all available now it's all hands on deck if you yeah. absolutely need them short leashes and and let's roll um now one thing that I want to bring up as well uh, we've seen the Astros do what the Astros do, and I'm conflicted. I have so mm-hmm. much conflicted. If, again, if you would ask me a month ago who I'm rooting for in the series, I wouldn't give a fuck if the Phillies won it. Now I have to stay in my heart of fuck Phillies, so it's hard for me to root for the Phillies. But deep in my heart, I'm like, I'd rather the Phillies than the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you seeing the the allegations of the Astros pitchers cheating? Uh, how, what course. are your perspectives? What are your thoughts? So it's it's tough. My my initial my about as well. Yes. So I think with the pitchers, with the pitching staff uh, on Saturday night, um, we saw the starting pitcher for the Astros go to his glove a lot, touch his face a lot. Yeah. You know, for for those non baseball fans out there, there's been a lot of substances that make your hands really you know sticky. Get that tight grip on the ball. Yeah. There's been a lot of substances that has been made illegal in the past couple of years. Any other team, any other team, if it was the Yankees, if it was the Red Sox, if it was Cleveland, I probably don't think anything of it. But because it's this team that's cheated to get a championship before, that the night before there was even another allegation of a player, their catcher, using an illegal bat. Really? Apparently, side story, Major League Baseball changed how they make their wood bats back in 2010. This was Albert Pujols' bat from way before that, that he gifted this player, used it in the game. Again, probably doesn't mean anything, but because it's the Astros, you have to maybe look. There are certain, you know, everybody 
every pitcher probably uses a little something that is in the realm of legal within Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. Who's to say he wasn't wiping the sweat off? I don't know. Because he was that good and because it's the Astros, you have to at least look at it as a possibility that mm -hmm. here we go again. Once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Yeah, exactly. So. All right, now that we're back. I want to go look at his glove um, because it did look like a substance on the glove. But I do know, like, you know, wear and tear happens throughout the season of a player doing the same consistent things. He grabs here, he grabs here, he grabs on his face. Like, players have the same consistency, inconsist like, consistencies of, like, touching. I know, like, everyone has a superstition, so yeah. especially when it's pitching. So that could – it could look as if he – is doing that, but it just looks like wearing. I know he has a brown. I think it was like a light or darker brown glove yeah. that he was yeah. using, and he doesn't have um not enough spin like your pitcher yesterday had. The spin on his ball is disgusting, but he didn't have nothing like that. <laughs> like yeah. I was like Jesus. Some of his pitches, I'm like fuck, man. Like he would sit me down. And and again, like there's like I said, if it, if it was any other team in the league, yeah, yeah, there's not a question. And again. There's probably not a question if the Phillies do what they did last night to him on Saturday, right? If he's yeah. doing the same things yeah. and they're hitting five home runs off him, I don't think anybody's saying, hmm, was he using anything? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but, yeah, you know, just because it's the Astros. We got to see how this season. I don't know, man. I'm so conflicted. I, I, I don't give a fuck about Philly, so I'm like, okay. fuck the Phillies. I don't want you guys to win this one. But it, it's kind of just like the – the underdog story of like, I mean, it, this most this most similar thing we had to this is maybe when Washington won it. I think it's Astros, right? Um, mm -hmm. When they won it, it's a little bit similar to that. But this is just so left field. It's like when was the last time a wild card team and and the NFL won a Super Bowl? Like when when you like you normally don't see those things happen. So the fact that they're right. going on this on this journey and the I think what's even crazier is the pickups. Like um, yep. the the the. I hate the what's called. I'm bad with players' names, but the guy with the long hair, his hair looks like he just needs to take a fucking shower. Like I'm just like, this oh dude yeah, hair. Brandon Marsh. But yeah, he's the center yeah. That's that's a pickup this year, right? Yeah, it the is. The other Trey guy, um, the small dude. I, I fuck with him heavy, bro. The other yeah. day, all the homers. Uh, yep. What's his name? He, the, um, Kyle Schwarber. Like regular he, dude, man. like just a bomber, bro. Just well, that's bomb. what I mean, and that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this team, honestly, is just a likable group of dudes. Like, even our yeah. high-paid players are just down to earth. Like, I'm ready to fucking fight. I'm ready to win this damn yeah. thing. Like, they're not cocky. Yeah. They're not – I mean, yeah. they're cocky in their own way. But, you yeah. know, they're – honestly, like, they just seem like genuine, hard-working dudes. I heard somebody say, if you were to put one of these guys in the stands chugging a beer, they, he, they probably just look like a regular Philly fan. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. – like it's yeah. so funny to me. Sure. Uh, it's an easy team to root for for the city. And I think if you're, you know, just another baseball fan, like you said, you come in saying fuck Philly and even you're kind of getting a little uh, a little yeah, yeah. over course, on this yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think Philly fans deserve this shit. <laughs> That's about it. I can't wait for the Eagles heartbreak to happen. But, hey – it's fun. Yeah. All in all, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I definitely would rock a Phillies. I would go down there and root for the Phillies in, in regards. To I got shit too for our episode of uh, for my boy as Yankees fans of me wearing the Houston hat. And, as you should. 
and and he, and I I knew it too. He knew I was trolling. But uh, yeah. any, any last words? Oh, I'm gonna make sure I include this as well. I love seeing like the little like decibel things, how loud a stadium can get, and yeah. uh, pen like pen medicine or whatever, like that pen whatever on their Richter scale of like the earth, like the, how loud that ball was. It was only bright from Bryce Harper's home runs. It was the first home run. It's like, it's just crazy, bro. Crazy. It, it's honestly, and again, we'll move on. I know we got a, a lot of talk on, but um, you know, I even heard former Phillies pitcher Cole Hamels, one of the main guys on that world series team in 08. Yeah. He has played in the playoffs with the Phillies. He's played against, you know, the Phillies coming back. He's played on other teams in the postseason. I even heard him say earlier today, I can't even describe what it's like playing in this city in front of these fans. Mm-hmm. So you you literally just have to experience it. I've been around the league. I've pitched for years. There's been nothing like the atmosphere here. And again, I think we see it. I, lo- I love seeing the uh, that they brought back the old uh, Phillies manager, uh, Ryan yeah, Howard, all those guys. All back. You could awesome. tell that they're like, we want them to win so bad, but fuck, I wish I was out there as well. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love to see it. Um, you guys are loved. So yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Cool to see. I love how they all get smaller too. Like Ryan Howard looks so much. You see how small they get after they get out of the, the leagues too. That's thing on football. Um, all right, hoping you guys pull it out. Um, you know what? I I want to move straight into college football because yeah. to me, fuck the, the NFL has been shit, has been dog shit league. So let's let's talk about college football. I, I'm gonna go over the scores really quickly. Uh, Tennessee beat Kentucky, Kentucky, forty-four to six. Michigan beats Michigan State, twenty-nine to seven. Georgia beat Florida 42-20. Mississippi beat Texas A&M 31-28. The Ohio State beat Penn State 44-31. Um, uh, I want to begin uh, with this. Uh, when, when we look at the rankings, so the rankings just came out. I actually made this docket uh, a couple of days ago before this, but the yeah. rankings now is Tennessee at number one, correct? Mm-hmm. Ohio yeah, State. So the, the playoff. As yeah. a, if, the, if the season ended today. Yeah. Tennessee at one, Ohio State mm-hmm. two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Michigan five, Alabama six, TCU seven. Now mm-hmm. there's been arguing um, as to why TCU is is ranked uh, behind Alabama and mm-hmm. things of that nature, and I think it's a bullshit argument. I understand that the coach of TCU, of course, is going to big up his his players, and he's right in the fact right. that it is about a brand. A brand that's following it. Now, let's mm-hmm. say you have the same um, schedule or the the same outcome next year. You you could talk your shit, but and and when I look at their who have they beaten? They beat in Oklahoma, which is the only big school. Even Oklahoma's not nothing crazy, exactly. but something with a name. Fifty five to twenty four. Now they're blowing everyone out, but they're playing Illinois, Iowa. Like they're not playing these big schools that you cannot put them in front of Alabama, who is week in week out SEC having exactly. to go against tough competition. Now let's see. Let's move you up. Like now, let's say you make it to the playoffs. Let's see what happens. Let's let's see if, yep. if your team can really uh, compete with those guys. They all want them. Uh, I'm glad you brought up that argument because I thought we were going to have to have a little back and forth on on your Ohio State Buckeyes still being only number two, uh, which I agree with. And we'll touch I agree on. with that. I agree with that. But um, I agree with what you said. I think this has been. I think with some fans, the problem with the playoff is you have the same teams over and over. Like you just said, isn't it Alabama bias? They're going to somehow find their way in again. Yeah. But then you get seasons like I believe it was last year when Cincinnati, right, the the true non-Power 5 school, made it yeah. for the first time. They had a non-Power 5 in there, and they did not belong on this on the field yeah. against Alabama. 
Nope, and nope, nope. So that's what it is. So like you said, talk your shit for now. I have TCU actually on upset alert or upset watch this week. Talk your shit. Go ahead. But yeah. if it boils down to it, like you said, it's the strength of schedule. It matters in yeah, college exactly. sports. They exactly. just haven't played. They just haven't played the schedule that, like you said, any real SEC team has. People want off a of, off of year one, like just year one, mm-hmm. you're having a good year. We deserve to be top five. No, no, no. This takes yeah. time to build a program, build the program up. Let's see you build this program up to something better. When I look at um, uh, who was kicked out, Ole Miss. When Ole Miss was undefeated, but they had allegations against them and couldn't, couldn't get uh, ranked right, right. the top stuff like that. They consider themselves top champions. Look where they're at now. Like They had yeah. a great season going, and they, they had their ups and downs. But it's, you know, no matter what, you're balling in those sessions of, like, we're still going to ball out, and let's see where we rank. Speaking on the Ohio State versus Penn State game, mm-hmm. uh, this is the game I was shitting bricks. My dad called me on FaceTime, yeah. asked me, like, hey, you shitting bricks right now, ain't you? I was like, hey, man, I ain't looking too yeah. good. But I mentioned this, I believe, in week one when we talked. This is what separates big programs versus other programs. When I talked about I talked about this with Alabama. It's it's the full 60 minutes. You have yeah. to play the full 60 minutes in order to be a top team like Ohio State, the Alabamas, all, the, all these big schools. You have to play. Now, when it comes to the quarterback, oh damn, did I take uh I took that out. Um right when, when I look at the quarterback, uh Sean Clifford, that's his name. When I look at Sean Clifford, he fucking balled his ass off. He was playing for draft. He's a six year senior. He's balling for a draft pick. This is it. This is it. I know in this market right now, I have to ball out and do all I have to do. Where you fuck yourself over is turnovers. You're not going to be Ohio State with three turnovers. You're not going to be any team of that caliber with three turnovers. You can't. You can't make it that far. But I'm not going to lie. That defense, and I'm scared because it does open up a can of worms of whatever that defense was doing for Penn State. It was shutting down CJ Stroud. It shut down our running game. The only reason we had some success to start opening up our playbook was strictly because of Marvin Harrison Jr. The, in my opinion, you can call it bias, but a top wide receiver in, in college football right now. Sure. No, no, I agree with you. And, you know, you're right. I, I think you should be shitting bricks because that yeah. game was, was close for a lot longer than I think we expected. Yeah. But, yeah. There, like you just said, there's something to be said of the argument of you went into a very hostile environment mm-hmm. in Penn State. And, dude, literally in a blink of an eye, that game went from you thought Ohio State might lose to, yeah. oh, this game really was never close, was it? Like yeah. they just they flipped the switch, mm-hmm. and that is why they're number two in the nation. Like they belong where they are because they have the talent to, I mean, you literally blink. You go to the bathroom. You get a drink. You come back, and it's yeah. a completely different ballgame, like out of, out of nowhere. So – Listen, they they did their thing in a in a very tough place to play, and took care. Took, like you said, full full game they played it. I mean, when I, when I look at people, when we look at Mars Harrison Jr., uh, the way he balled out, ten receptions for 185 yards, zero touchdowns, but 185 yards to Crazy. expand our playbook. Like I was like, we have to get him going because that mm-hmm. opens up the run. That opens up, and to be honest, that was a defensive game. We had I think two. I know we had a pick six. We had all those turnovers that, that were down uh, towards their end of the field that led us to quick touchdowns, easy touchdowns for us. We had the yep. playbook for that. So that's where it changed over. I see Penn State already calling for the changes in the quarterback. Uh, at this point, I don't think it's it's necessary. Your, your season is your season is that. Let that right. quarterback ball out. Send him on his on his end to, to the league. Probably won't mature into anything into the league. but. Yeah. It, it definitely was something that I, I was very surprised to see. Let's see how we bounce back. I don't, we don't have a 
anything too crazy of a schedule. Um, I don't believe. Yeah, I was looking at that. It's it's yeah. a um, until Michigan. I mean, you should you should skip into the Michigan game. Like yeah. it it should be just a breeze. And again, you know, I know we kind of touched on it already, but that's I think the only reason why they're not the top team, you know, right now, is just because the Big Ten is just it's not it's not there. I mean, and, and when we can go back to the rankings. When I look at the rankings. I think giving Tennessee their props as number one, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. You beat Alabama. You beat one of the top dogs. You're demolishing teams. You brought something crazy. I I, I didn't know uh, what your thinking was on that uh, the Kentucky game. What what was your your, your surprise surprised with that game? I didn't catch that game. Yeah. So honestly, Kentucky has been a team. I, I've watched them during the course of the year. They have a veteran quarterback. Their defense has kind of been flying around. Like Kentucky, yeah. that football program has been completely changed. I've been hearing people and, talk about it. Yeah. And and they, this was a game going in that I said, okay. Tennessee has Georgia now coming up this week, but, you know, going into the game, maybe their minds are on that. Mm-hmm. Here's a Kentucky team that is a good team, but it's been reeling a little bit. Okay, Maybe it's something that they overlook. So I really went into this game saying, let's see how Tennessee handles them. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they handle them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at the score. That's all you need to know. Yeah, they They completely dominated a team that has really been top 15, top 20 all mm-hmm. year. And, again, they didn't overlook them, which I think was huge. And now you have perhaps, again, the game of the year when they go into Georgia. Here's another one. Let's see what you got. Dogfight. So, I mean, uh, they won, dominated that game. I'm getting pissed off with these times. Like, they play, like I think, at like 315 or whatever like that. And I'm like, what are we doing, bro? Like, why are we not making these these games, regardless of you don't know, like, the rankings going into it, no matter what, Tennessee, Georgia should be a, a night game. All yeah. these, like these games are like Ohio State, Penn State is not a day game. That's a night game. That's especially it's in Penn State. You, you know, you're at Penn State, white out the stadium. That's something for, yeah. for a college football. You know what I mean? But um, when, uh, when I look at next uh, <laughs> funny ass uh, Michigan uh, versus Michigan State, I'm sure you saw the fight as well that, yeah. that, that occurred and, you know, it's taking its turn into more legal actions, not just something mm-hmm. about it's a regular football fight that we're seeing. Um, if you're the AD, uh, what would you do in this instance for both sides? So if you don't, if those who haven't seen it, to go take a look. I have it on the screen as well. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan uh, Michigan State players pretty much jumped one Michigan, Michigan yeah. player. And it is the fault. I can't say it's the fault, but it is Michigan was still in the field when this occurred and mm-hmm. that player kind of fell out. When you watch another angle, you see him skipping into the locker room. He runs into the locker room as if he was going after someone, which is completely stupid. Not to have a helmet on either. I don't know if he had a helmet on and they ripped it off of him. Maybe. No, yeah. But he, I'm not sure if he did either. I think he has, he has like a broken nose. Uh, yeah. He's, he's pretty fucked up. So as the AD in that situation on both sides, if you're the AD from Michigan, if you're the AD from Michigan state, uh, how do you handle the situation? Uh, I, such an unfortunate situation. Um, I think we even touched on this game last week. It was mm-hmm. like a big rivalry game. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate the storyline of this game just happens to now be this incident. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody say the point of if it's going to go towards legal action, maybe you kind of just let it run its course, figure out what the legal action may be. Yeah. As for as for anyone else that's involved, I mean, it, it listen. 
we talk about how the competitiveness of sports, the passion that all these guys have, and, and I mean, they're laying their lives on the line. That was not just another, another backyard brawl. I mean, that yeah. was just an, again, an unfortunate yeah. event that happened. So mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be some suspension, some, you know, kick off the team. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe this is something the coach kind of yep. even takes into his hands and is like, this is not what this program does. Yeah. Cause now again, that's going to be another storyline of, Oh, is this what Michigan state is? I mean, they yeah. get blown out and now they're just beating the shit out of this. Yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a very unfortunate, unfortunate scene for a Michigan state program that has seemed mm-hmm. to, you know, come alive over the last few years. Yeah. When I look at the, uh, the, uh, the inconsistencies with security, at these events, mm-hmm. we have so much security around the fucking head coaches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, this was recently something I saw at a high school game as well with, like, there's only one way if, at the Michigan-Michigan State game and as well as when you have the Michigan, uh, I think it's the Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. Is it at Ohio State? Or, no, at Michigan. When you're at Michigan, you share the same fucking locker room. That's the same way there. You share one right. space to get there. There's only one way to get there. So if that mm-hmm. may be Michigan State stays on the field and you do your song and someone stays on the field to do their song while the other team goes in the, into the tunnel, ball means do that. But we can't just have teams after a win like that. You can't have Ohio State and Michigan both going to locker room at the same time. There's a famous clip of video. Uh, Ohio State players were coming in after warming up and Michigan State players jumped through and they were fighting back yeah. and forth. But there was a ton of security right then and there that st- broke it up. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. videos. They play every year when it's Michigan versus Ohio yeah. State, right? Yeah. And it's like there should have been so much security in that tunnel to keep these players separated. Um, mm-hmm. They understand the rivalry. It's rivalry week. You, yeah, exactly. you understand this, and, like, that's at fault for the school as well, in my opinion. Definitely. No, definitely you're right. Um, when I, I think uh, I think that's all, all I have for college football. Uh, it's an exciting week coming up. I'll keep that for the end Huge as week. well. Um, Moving on to uh, NFL, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I, I, I had nothing but to shit on these guys. The Cowboys won, Eagles won. Yeah, another weekend in 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 NFL. Did you watch any games? I just watched the Cowboys game and I saw some clips. Yeah. Uh, I was at the Eagles game um, with my oh, yeah, brother okay. Jack, Steelers fan, so that was cool. Hey man, I, I gotta talk about one thing about the Eagles. I have never in a while. I have not seen a more disrespectful play. Mm-hmm. Than what he did in the end zone by pointing yep. to the double. I've never yep. seen something so disrespectful in my life that I was like, "He's Himothy, like he's him." Yeah, yeah. like that's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> I think that was on his third touchdown of the day. Yep. Um, literally the same Dang. play. Right. I mean, it is like it's. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Uh-huh. Figure someone else that can mm-hmm. because this this is not fair and. uh yeah. AJ Brown, I love him, man. He's been an yeah. absolute stud his entire career. So the fact he's on the Eagles is still how like, dumb. How dumb is Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, I watched Boston with the boys, and uh, that's uh, uh, Taylor Lewan is a, is yeah. a uh, yep. player there, and he was like, he was hating a little bit. He was like, yeah, yep, yeah, suck to see. Mm-hmm. You hate to see it because apparently he was asking for so much money. But hey, man, motherfuckers yeah. balling. Out, I don't, I don't know if you know the stop the yard uh, skit that they did yeah. uh, for the celebration. Yeah. That's iconic in its own, and it's hilarious to see. And it's like this is the swagger the Cowboys fucking need as well. Exactly. The Cowboys had some swagger, man. Um, one thing that I did have to oh, how did Jack do with the fans? 
He did well. He got lucky. We sat next to uh, two Steelers fans themselves. And okay. I mean, honestly, there's not like that's not a rival. It's definitely like the media always hypes us up of the Battle of Pennsylvania. Like there is yeah. no hatred. I think either way, neither fan base really hates either fan base or either team. So I mean, it really was all love. You know, you had a couple of um, you know drunk fans that were you know poking around, but it was nothing, nothing ever, anything that bad. Not the Dallas one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it was it was a good time. Good. good. Eagles look good. I think um, the one the one stat that I do have from that game was the Eagles put up 35 points without having a red zone snap. They did not That's snap crazy. the ball in the red zone. So it was just big play after big play. Big play. He hasn't said. Short week, they play the Texans on Thursday night. Just honestly, get me, get me to eight and zero at this point. That'll be, yeah. that'll be for the first time in my life. That'll be the game I'm worried less about because yeah. the Phillies will be on. Get me to eight and zero, you know, have that little mini buy and, and let's ramp up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at least we had an exciting trade deadline because you're right. The rest of the NFL, it's just the bad teams are bad. They're really and, bad. And and I wanted to touch on that. Um, uh, I I look at Thursday night football. Thursday night football has sucked. Um, it's yeah. in my in my opinion. I look to see is that is that the blame of Amazon? This is the first year they're figuring it out. The commentary mm-hmm. sucks. The games aren't that exciting. Um, I look at the NFL like next year you need to pick better. Uh, games going in. I need better schedules of, of during the week. Sunday and Sunday nights, Sundays during the day, pick whatever games you want. These teams I'm seeing Monday night and now Monday night was a better game as well with the with the Bills on TV. Like that was a better game, but we run into the same things of Thursday nights suck and then Sunday nights have, have not been the best either. It's been Sunday during the day where we see good games. So I, I put that as fault. Um, another thing um, that I want to bring up that's kind of interesting is how low September has been. This is like um, a lot of these scores that you're seeing are so low going into it because they're, they're calling September just another preseason, right? We're not seeing teams warm up until October. And I was wondering why that may be. With you know, are, are players truly seeing, like, especially the teams that are good, noticing around the league that, like, teams aren't that good. If you suck, you suck. If you're in question of being good, like, we're saving you for the end of the season. We're saving players for the end of the season. We're not going balls to the wall every single game in fear of injury and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, um, honestly, I, I was trying to, to think of a reason why the scores have been so low. Yeah. I'll make an argument that these defensive players now are okay, just yeah. that much better than yeah, what we've I seen. In three, I mean, look no further than Micah Parsons, man. I mean, that dude yeah. runs like a running back. Yeah. I, I mean, he had – so I did see his fumble recovery. Yeah. I mean, he looks like – he just looks like a gigantic running back. Yeah. And you're seeing these guys that are coming through. And, mm-hmm. you know, for years now for, you know, through peewee, high school, college ball, it's getting to the point where if you have, like, a freak athlete on your team, they're not just going to quarterback. They're not going to running back. Like, they're going to defensive end. They're mm-hmm. going to linebackers. They're going to safeties. Mm-hmm. And I think you're seeing now just how – there's so many good defensive players now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that. Maybe that – the NFL is catching up back to there's just a lot of freak, freak athletes that are on yeah. the defensive side of the ball now. Well, I do know going in, like when I remember when I was going through all like the um, applying to colleges and even interested in playing sports in, in college, the thing was to step away from your normal positions. You know, the, mm-hmm. the market is flooded with wide receivers. The market is right. full with running backs and stuff like that. To flood the market, 
you turn on to defensive side. If you think you're an offensive player, you turn on to defensive side and you become yeah. a monster. That's your odds of making it to the next level. And a lot of these guys who have aggressions, who are wide receivers, they always say, you know, DBs are wide receivers who can't catch. No, DBs are wide receivers who a lot of them are fast as fuck who notice, like, yo, I'm going to make it some way, turn a DB. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing we have with – um. Why am I so fucking bad with names? Uh, Diggs. Diggs, yeah. that quarterback. Yeah. Diggs that was at Alabama as a wide receiver. Yeah. He was pissed that Nick Saban was like, yo, you need to fucking change and become a quarterback. Look where he's at now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. these things exist and these things happen. I mean, just look at the last few drafts, right? I think last year the top two yeah. picks were defensive ends. Yeah. Uh, guys like, you know, the Bosa brothers, um, Kayvon Thibodeau on the Giants now. Yeah. Micah Parsons, a top 12 pick. Like, yeah. these teams are are – are telling you now who these guys like coming out of school are. If you're not a quarterback needing team and you have a top yeah. eight pick, you're either going offensive line or probably defensive line. Yeah. And games are one in the trenches. But, you know, I, honestly, just look in the past couple drafts, look at the top yeah. 10. It seems like you're flooded Great with point. maybe two or three quarterbacks, same amount, if not more, of like defensive ends and linebackers yeah. that are coming out that are just, again, like we said, just athletes that are changing the game. I think now, too, that we're moving to a league where the league quarterback position is becoming younger. Like, we're, we're about to have yeah, our yeah. new, you know, regime of, uh, let's see who our Peyton Manning's or Tom Brady's, Eli Manning's are. They're about to come through. And, you know, so it's take some time for them to understand, you know, how do I demolish teams and how do I beat teams as a quarterback? So that's another perspective I did think about. Talking about that, yeah. that, that Cowboys game, uh, I knew going in that the Bears were shit. I feel so bad for Justin Fields. <laughs> He is running for he's his looking better. life. He every week is looking better. I know we've yeah. I think we've talked about him every yeah. week for good reason. He's definitely doing with with you know what he's Nothing. given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll tell you if you watch that game, you're like, dude, this motherfucker is running for his life, bro. At at, at no point. And he makes a, he makes a dumb play of jumping over Michael Parsons yeah. uh yeah. and not touching him as he's down. And you see the sounds like touch him, touch him, touch him. And Michael Parsons is so dead, he just takes fight. He just takes off, yeah. right? <laughs> but one of my biggest takeaways from these, this game was, in the conspiracy that I had that everyone knows it's circling right now, and as a, as a biased fan, I had a, a, a hard time dealing with the possibility of, do we get rid of Zeke? Do we open up cap room? Does this make us a better player to open up Zeke? Because we have a running back. We do have power. And, like, I looked it up, and I wanted to, you know, get more of the numbers. I never really do this. But I know Zeke is under contract. Uh, through the 2026 season, um, signing a six-year deal, 90 million contract extension. But in September of 2019, we gave him 50 million guaranteed. Right. This is where the conspiracies have started to come up with like, all right, is 22 going to be his last year of the 50 million guaranteed to pay him out, leaving that amount left on his contract? And we, when I look at Pollard, he's doing his thing. I, I think I wrote down um, as – oh, here it is. As we go through, as we look for this season – Zeke is at 443 yards with 109 carries. But we have Pollard at 506 yards at 81 carries. So take away all those carries. When I look at Pollard, what he's picking up, the best plays I've seen Zeke make this year was at that Eagles game, was that like that 20-yard touchdown that he had against the Eagles. Besides that, he hasn't shown me nothing great. And now we iced him this week so that, you know, we have a bye this week up, upcoming. But I, it, it brings me up Memphis Cat that's running as hard as Pollard. I love to see it. I think he could become one of our running backs, and I, but I'm, I'm torn between the fact of do we let go of Zeke to go somewhere else? So that's this is what happens to Cowboys. We we have a player that.
that was once our, our main guy. And I mean, this happened with DeMarcus Murray, right? Like with yeah. the Cowboys, he did shit. You know what I mean? And then he went on and fucking had a great career going forward. Did this with uh, taking it back with uh, Danny Amendola. Uh, goes on and we did, we wanted to sign him as a practice player. Goes on and win Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like these are things that happen. So I don't know. I'm torn between it. But either way, I love Pollard. I love the way he balled out. And he showed you he can carry a team. I mean, it wasn't against a Bears team. but I believe yeah. in him. No, I think, um, you know, running back is just one of those positions that, again, going back to how good these guys are that are coming up through the system and the college ranks now. I mean, it's one of those positions, it seems like you just don't re-sign these guys. I mean, how many running backs are just continuously, you know, being as dominant as they are for more than three, maybe four years? You only have Derrick Henry. Exactly. And he's a freak of nature. You, yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's been doing it, but he's been in and out of the lineup for the past yeah. few years with injury. So, and again, you know, you you see these guys that are going first, second, third rounds of the NFL draft, and they're coming in and making an immediate impact, just yeah. a huge impact. I mean, look at the um, Seahawks running back right now, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Michigan yeah. State. Yeah, who's been the league's leading rusher like since he's taken over in the backfield? A rookie, maybe second round pick. Yeah. And he's, and he's just dominating. So, I mean, it's tough because you guys gave Zeke that contract, which is definitely a Jerry Jones, hey, big money, big <laughs> yeah. game, come look at me move. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I we've been saying Pollard has been looking like the better running back for two years now. So it's no surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just so hard to deal with that. Last thing on the Cowboys, should I entertain Odell Beckham uh, coming in? Yeah. I, in my opinion, we're already playing fucking – we're already paying Smith to be a leadership role for our linemen. Do we want to play two players to come in and be show of leadership to these guys? I think Odell still has time left on his career. Um, He does have that injury prone uh, incidents. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if we're able to get him for something cheap, why not? Why not pull him? And I think he would be great in the market in my eyes. Yeah, no, I, um, I heard earlier today that the Cowboys were even looking to trade for Brandon Cooks on the Houston Texans. So you're in the market for a wide receiver. Oh, yeah, we know and, that. Um, if Odell can come in, if you get him cheap, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, we talked about it. Dak Prescott, he's not a guy that can win by himself. So the more help I agree, you can yeah. bring in for him, the better. Especially, again, I know I'm an Eagles fan, but you have to look at your main competitor right now is this Eagles offense that yeah. is rolling right now. You're going to need some other weapons other than, yeah. you know, C.D. Lamb and uh, injury-prone Michael Gallup. Yeah. And, I mean, I I, have to, I I don't know if I took a screenshot of this thing, but when you look at the the Eagles offense, it's just that line, man. The, I mean, yeah. I've been sitting in that fucking pocket for days and days. And his pocket is amazing. He's so comfortable. And uh, the last thing I'll talk about for the NFL is uh, watching Bustin' with the boys. They talk about your boy Jalen Hurts. And mm-hmm. in, in comparison to Russell Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson sometimes he – I feel like Russell Wilson has half – this is the inside scoop that he has half the team pretty much, that like half the players are like taken to his weirdness, his corniness, <laughs> or that, and half the players like – the fuck that many. You know, it, it, but like that shit we talked about on the plane when he was doing jumping jacks, he was doing sprints, that's true. And half the team was doing it with him. Like they, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they have like inside information, right? But he talks about Jalen Hurts. And the way Jalen Hurts leads his team is 100% buy-in. Like, he has 100% yeah. that locker room. When you watch after the game, he gives those speeches. He has the locker room. They're attentive to Jalen Hurts. And I love to see that that leadership role. And I think Dak carries that as well. I do love does, that about Dak as well. Dak does have his team, and, and he carries that as well. I was a little nervous. He did get stepped on on his other hand. But I don't, I don't give a fuck. That's your not throwing hand. So you're balling out regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um... – 
that 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 was the thing with Jalen Hurts. It was never like his mental. It was never his leadership capabilities. You know, you're right. These guys follow him mm-hmm. into whatever war he's going into, and yeah. um, now he's just leading by example, which is even more so. These guys are like, yeah, we're we're, we're dying for this kid. Swagger, man, swagger. Uh, anything left on the on the NFL talk? No, no. I think um, again, next time we talk, Eagles will still be undefeated, and uh, <laughs> again, haven't haven't even really had to worry. Yeah, I didn't think you will worry until it comes to two week attempts in the playoffs. Yeah, not when it's uh, Steelers and Texans. There's not much <laughs> really to worry about there. All right, moving on to the next segment. Big news. Um, I think the only, only couple of things I've seen is uh, Dan Snyder uh, taking a huge step to selling yeah. the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't know if, if anyone has, has been researching this. I haven't, it hasn't been too crazy in my world, but I did some more research on this and. Um, he is. He has been put in public by. I guess the owners have put it out there for him to sell the team, as it brings a bad look for him. He's only fifty-seven years old. Bought the team uh, in nineteen ninety-nine. Um, he has dealt with the controversy since he bought the team, uh, and most in most recent years dealing with allegations and workplace misconduct that went all the way to a congressional hearing. So Schneider has appeared. I do like this talk your shit. That he even has brought up, like you got to the to the other owners. You don't want me to start exposing the rest of the league no. as well. And if who was the first one to jump out and say, "Don't fuck with us," it was Jerry Jones, right? Jerry yeah. Jones has some closet, and we all know Jerry Jones got something in the closet, oh, yeah. right? And oh, yeah. uh, Jerry Jones is the first one to come out there and uh, just say that. And you know, no matter what, he's gonna make a buck. And it's, I'm excited to see where that team once he sells and washes his hands of it. Let's see where that team goes. But that's some of the biggest thing, as well as uh, the. Steve Nash, uh, yes. they both stepped away, being fired from right. Uh, right. the Brooklyn Nets. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I guess first on the Dan Snyder thing, um, as Eagles and Cowboys fans, unfortunate for us because as long as he's there, they're going to be dog shit. Yeah. Uh, so I hope he stays. <laughs> as, as an NFL fan, yeah. get him out. I mean, the fact he's been there for as long as he's been there, it only leads me to believe of what you just said. Like these owners have things in the closets and he's just trying oh, yeah. to air it all out. Oh yeah. I would that, air it out. If I was him, I would, I would, air, yeah. I would, I would step away, get my money, <laughs> air it all the fuck out. Yeah. And that's um, honestly, they're a dumpster fire right now. Um, you know, I know we touched on the, you know, the situations going on with Ime over in Boston and now they're mm-hmm. going to bring him in as their next head coach. Yeah. The dude is clearly a good coach, but I'm yeah. still under the the thought that something crazy had to happen over in Boston, and now even more so. Why are the Celtics just letting him go? It went from a year suspension to now they're like, dude, fine, get out the door. Yeah, it's weird. He's a good coach, but I mean, that's just Kyrie is a head case. Ben Simmons, you know how I feel about him. He sucks ass. Hundred percent. KD <laughs> is, is aging like crazy, and now you're bringing in a coach who very well may be one of the league's best. But is bringing all of this baggage, baggage along yeah. with them. It's uh, listen. It's it's the Brooklyn Nets. They're a flashy organization. Yeah. They're yeah, they yeah. want the stories. But as far as basketball goes, I don't see them going yeah. really anywhere. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, do you see anything funny in sports? I think the only thing I had that's not funny, but it's pretty crazy <laughs> to me, is Jake Paul the truth as he beats Anderson Silva. Yeah. He did knock him down. That's we don't really talk about. Um, boxing or the UFC and stuff like that. I'm starting to get into the UFC to start watching, you know, weekly boxing and all the UFC events that go on. But I think, yeah, Jake Paul's here to stay. 
And I think I would really love to see him just box someone that's not so much older than him, double his age almost. I would love to see him box someone that's straight out of the MMA, like that might be even active. Um, I did see that he caught up, even though he never fight him, Canelo. Uh, and um, uh, I forget who else. But he's never going to fight these guys. But I, I, do want, I do want him to get in the ring with someone. He definitely showed his flash as well. How about you, man? Anything in that room? No, definitely. I think, um, you know, that's a good point to, like, touch on that fight. That was a big, that was a big deal. Um, it, when, when Jake Paul first started all this, it was like, okay, here's this annoying-ass kid. What was he, like a YouTube influencer or whatever yeah, the hell? very annoying. I'm giving him his flowers, man. He is training his ass off. He's fighting these dudes. He's, he's beating these guys. Mm-hmm. This is how boxers and, and these fighters get their starts. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe when's the last time, if ever, that a guy just came in and is, and is facing big names, you know, that's going to come. The fact that he's taking this shit seriously, yeah. he's going out and he's winning his matches like, yeah, hats off to him. I, I was wrong about him. I thought he was kind of just doing it for oh, getting the money in the show. I think he truly just loves this shit and he's working his ass off and his showing. I mean, when we look back to where he started, he fought um Nate Robinson. Exactly. Like, so we all were like, like, oh, Nate Robinson knocked him the fuck mm-hmm. out. And Nate Robinson got knocked the fuck out. Now we're like, oh, it doesn't look <laughs> so bad on Nate, actually. <laughs> it's not that bad on him. Yeah, we look at him different. I mean, you know, I see that fight and I'm like, okay, here's two guys. They're going to make some money. You know, everybody's going to watch. It'll be cool. But again, now I don't even think it's a, you know, money trumps all. But yeah. I think he genuinely just wants to now prove a point yeah. that he is, he's, he's a great athlete. 100%. All right, for our last segment, we're looking for next week and the upsets that you see. Um, I'm only mm-hmm. looking forward to uh, number one, number two, Tennessee versus Georgia as well. Yep. That's all I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's at Georgia. Uh, as a college fan, I don't know who to pick, but as an analyst, I'm going with Tennessee. I'm going with Tennessee, the fast and flashy. Is, is, is Georgia um, expected to win this game? Have you looked at the – Yes. Yes. So Georgia right now, I believe at home, they are eight point favorites. What does that mean? See, I don't bet or gamble anything like that. So they're, 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 they're um, targeted to win by eight. Yes. So if you were to take them betting, um, if you were to take Georgia, Georgia would need to win by nine points or more for you to win your bet. Okay. So having being an eight point favorite, like that's a lot, like that's going into a game saying really Vegas, Vegas expects this to be more than a touchdown. Win for Georgia. Oh no, I got, I got, I now, I have Tennessee win this one off a of merit alone of the way that offense is balling out. I wonder mm-hmm. if they can hold down that if their defense at Tennessee can hold down Georgia at Georgia. Um, but either way, I, I know it's gonna be a good game. I know it's gonna be a dog fight, and I'm excited for that one. Definitely, I think um, I'm gonna take. I know we touched on them earlier with TCU. They're facing a four and four Texas Tech team that probably yeah. has no business winning. But fuck it. I think it's going to be Texas Tech can put up points. TCU yeah. can put up points. Let's have a fireworks show, yeah. a 50 to 40 game. I'll, I'll take Texas Tech there. And, um, again, I was actually just looking. So you know what this week's night game is. It's Alabama going into LSU at 7 o'clock. So that's yeah. going to be fun. I heard a stat earlier that LSU has not beaten Bama at home since 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that continues. I think Bama – Yeah. Yeah. They always find ways to to sneak into this college football playoff. Mm-hmm. This would be a huge a huge step in that direction. I, I'll go with Bama there, but my upset, yep. give me Texas Tech. Word, word. Yeah, I still have Alabama win that one. 
that's yeah. I'm legit gonna be watching football just for until that Alabama LSU game is over yeah. with. Um, the only thing I have to look forward to in the NFL is I mean it's the Cowboys bye week is a big rivalry, a new rivalry. Uh, in, in my opinion, is Titans versus Chiefs. That's gonna be a good game, no matter what. That's gonna be something close, and that's Sunday night football. So that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah I think we'll see. Um, we'll really get to see how. You know, I guess legit these Titans are going on a little yeah. bit of a winning streak now. Yep. Um, Chiefs off of a bye week. Mm-hmm. I think they're next to unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, Eagles play Thursday night, so Sunday's going to be – going to be split on yeah, TV. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough. That's gonna, but you know what? Good position to be in. Hopefully yeah. uh, Thursday night I'll be on the streets of Broad uh, partying a championship. We'll see, man. Got to get some videos. Word. Anything else you want to touch on, brother? No, I think um, let's keep this thing rolling. I- I'll okay. stick with my Phillies and six. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, nervous. Nervous time for the Phils. Um, yeah. As for anything else, man, that's that's my main focus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, this has been another episode in Those We Trust podcast. Please continue to support. Follow us mm-hmm. on Instagram at we trust underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube as well, Apple Music and Spotify. Follow my boy on the Instagram as well at Liam Stokes 11. Do it up. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Next week, please check out and those we trust podcast, our regular back to regular schedule program. Um, a great conversation with Roy. Uh, we talk about real estate, we talk about business owning, and we shoot it in his deli. So it's, it's going to be a great episode. Check that out. Uh, airing Monday as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. All right. Peace, Lee.